0: Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler.
1: This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game.
0: Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I said, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake bakovan and Enrique Alvarez Clearing.
1: It's Ticket Water Cooler Time here on 93.7 The Ticket. Sometimes we're here, sometimes we're not on Fridays, and uh, this time we are here. Happy to be with you on a Good Sense Friday, so we're also eating uh, delicious Good Sense today. A reminder for you to go out and get some yourself. Uh, we get uh, we get treated every Friday, and so very excited for that. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm about two thirds of the way done with my sandwich there, I uh, get a little break in there and uh, I, I shovel it down my, the, the, into my mouth pretty quickly. So, uh, <laughs> it's a delicious the, yeah, it's it's really good. I probably should chew a little bit more. I always get mad at my dog for swallowing or you know puking his whole food, and uh, I might be along that <laughs> along that nah, line. Yeah, you'll but, be uh, good. It should be good. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Of course, they give us a delicious drink as well too uh, to help with that. Uh, of course, uh, NBA finals started last night. Big recruiting weekend. For Nebraska, they have nine high school visitors coming in. Uh, Of course, camps around the corner. So a lot of stuff still going on in the world of sports and in college football. Uh, K-State return, of course, was a big part of... Uh, of this week. So plenty still to talk about here uh, as as we get through it. Um, we'll start with, with the NBA Finals though, Rico. Uh, a lot of people, ki- I would say this, I wouldn't say a lot of people predicting a sweep uh, but after last night, a lot of people predicting a sweep. Is that, to you, overreaction? I, I think the Nuggets are the favorites going into this series. So if anybody's leaning one way or the other, a, a lot of people were, were leaning with the Nuggets. And then with the way that the Heat just could not hit open shots and couldn't get anything going last night, it was one of those, those blow out games that we see in the modern era of college er, of nba basketball where if one team just can't hit threes um you know it's it's that make or miss league and so it became a complete blowout do you do you feel like this is a a mismatch or do you think that was just a
0: a bad shooting night for the heat i want to say that it was just a bad shooting night i still there's With the way that the Heat have been playing and the way that Jimmy Butler has willed this team to as far as they've gone, there's no way they get swept. Mm. Not in my mind. So um, I I still think that the Denver Nuggets win it. Um, I want to say that Miami figures out a way to win at least one back in Miami. I don't see them winning back in Denver, although their best chance would be this second game because now they've spent some more time up in the altitude. They're getting more adjusted to it. So I would think that this this num- this second game would probably be their best shot at, at getting a victory on the road in Denver and that they get one down on Miami at some point. But I still have Denver winning. I don't think it goes seven. Um, I would say Denver in six, but more than likely Denver in five just because of the way that Nikola Jokic is able to just dissect defenses um, with his basketball IQ, with his eyes, with his passes. And the the fact that... He didn't – Denver was up by – I want to say it was like eight after the first quarter. And Nikola Jokic didn't take a single shot until, you know, a couple of seconds left in the first quarter. So he was just getting rebounds and dishing out assists, not even attempting a shot until the last few seconds of the first quarter. And they were still up by almost double digits. So um when he gets rolling, Jamal Murray gets rolling, it's going to be really hard for Miami to keep up, especially if Max Strus and – um and uh, Gabe Vincent are going oh for whatever in the first half that's yeah they've gotten this far because of obviously Jimmy Butler, but because of the extraordinary play from their role players or as Jimmy Butler says teammates um that have been able to step up step in and and give them ex- outstanding shooting outstanding scoring um, and there is a chance that they get Tyler hero back at some point during this yeah. season or during this uh during this finals run. Yeah,
1: I you know I, I think it is you know it was one of those things that where they had a lot of open threes they just couldn't knock them down those those have been, those shots have been going through um, throughout this run and it's you know I, I think the Heat are a good team a little bit banged up um, throughout the throughout the season um, but obviously a, as the eighth seed I mean they're just a, they're just kind of a hard read to see where they are is this a big surprise run or. I mean, they were the number one seed in the East last year. Mm. So it, it's kind of one of those kind of up and down type. It's pretty of,
0: much the same team right? with the
1: same with the same team. <laughs> um, so it's just, it, it, you know, it, it's hard to. So they and, but they have all those undrafted players. So they can really fit in that mold of the underdog role. I will say this about Jimmy Butler and, and what a fun run it's been. But I, I continue to kind of think this. He of all the, the stars and, and then we elevate to superstars or whatever you want to call them. He, does, he gets the least amount of criticism for scoring 13 points. And oh, oh, yeah. that's what happened
0: again last night. It's because, and this is, again, this is no slight on Jimmy Butler. He is a, he is a star player. He is. He's, he's one of the people, when you think of the NBA, people, people put him in that, in that upper echelon of star player. I wouldn't consider him a superstar. But he is a star player that is, it's like a very spotty it's it's like you said he'll score 13 one night he'll score 30 another night he'll get a, a triple-double a triple double the night after and then the next night he'll score 10 with like two assists and and just play okay defense and nobody says oh jimmy butler didn't do it because what you see is, oh, Jimmy Butler was smiling at the end of the game. Jimmy Butler was yeah. was laughing at the end of the game. Oh, they're gonna come back and get him. He's got that dog in him. And I'm like, <laughs> he scored 13 points, dude. Yeah. Like
1: what? <laughs> but he's not. It's weird because he's not expected, I guess, necessarily to he's score not a, 30.
0: He's not a scorer, right? Like when so it's you a look pure at, score. it's, it's but in, if he gets going, in, he is. In Chicago, he was a role player.
1: When he went to and started off when his when his start when his star started rising, he was a, one of the best defensive players. Exactly, he was league. a he was a two way guy. Yeah. He
0: was he was playing defense and he was uh, hitting layups, hitting mid range shots, mm-hmm. and not, and still not not that great of a three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you still have to respect it, but he's not you know a a, a knock down three point like we cannot leave him open uh, kind of guy. Like you know uh, face guard him every night kind of three point shooter. So. Um, he went to minnesota and and i think i i want to say the minnesota practice the the stories from that practice are when the star of jimmy butler started rising the he oh, took yeah. he took the third team players and beat the starters and, you know, he, he gets traded from Minnesota to Philadelphia, um, helps Philadelphia to, to getting into the playoffs. And and I don't remember how high of a seed they were or how far they went into the playoffs, but it was Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and the Sixers chose Tobias Harris. And now, you know, Jimmy Butler's made it to the finals twice with the Miami Heat, while Tobias Harris and the 76ers, and it's kind of unfair to Tobias Harris to just throw him in there like that, but that's that's what the Sixers <laughs> decided to do. And um, they, they haven't made it to the... To the finals at all with with him with Joel Embiid now with James Harden so um, it's like he's a very weird star where he's gonna get very little criticism but everybody just loves and it's not like he's it's not antics because he's not out there causing problems or being you know up in people's faces he's just a hard nosed basketball player you know the story of him getting you know kicked out of the house by his mother and you know going through all this stuff going to marquette fighting his way to to making it to the nba and fighting his way to get to where he is now leading the miami heat you know everybody loves that story and then you just kind of forget when he has a bad game that oh this is the best player on this team and he only scored 13
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and a reminder too, I always like to remind people this. Not a big fan of Fred Hoyberg. Uh he played he played with him under the Bulls. He felt like the Bulls chose Hoyberg over him and then quickly thereafter uh gave up on Hoyberg because yeah, the season Yeah, like, eh, let's off. not. <laughs> yeah, so uh it's kind of interesting. Also in NBA news, the Sun set to hire Frank Vogel as a new coach on a 5-year, 31 million dollar deal. A lot less money than Monte Williams, their 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 coach before has now went on and and got another job in the NBA. Um, Frank Vogel, Monty got paid. Monty got paid. Monty didn't just get a job in the end. Monty got paid. Which is weird because I mean, weird. I mean, he's part of the cycle of like, you didn't quite win a championship fire coach. I mean, this whole NBA playoffs, because there's not an overwhelming dominant super team, People like every team feels like, "Oh, this is our chance then." And if we don't get loses. it done, there's got to be a scapegoat. There's got to be there's got to be a reason. It's and the it's weirdest. It's falling on the coaches, and so Monty Williams gets fired. And I just don't know, like, where a coach sits in the NBA. And this is again, it's hard to say this because Monty Williams, how was his tenure in in Phoenix? I would say really
0: great, but the they ended up firing him. So I don't know. You know, was it two years ago? <clears throat> a few years ago, yeah. It was after the bubble because it was Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee and Milwaukee Phoenix. Milwaukee and Phoenix. I had want to say a two nothing two years, lead even. Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah. Um and then this season, I, I feel like they had a pretty good season. You end up losing to the one seed, right? Yeah, they lost to Denver in the Right? They ended up losing. Yeah, they Denver, lost it. Yeah. So you lost to Denver who's you lost to probably the eventual champions. You didn't have Kevin Durant for an entire season. Um he was injured. You you lost Chris Paul in the series for multiple games. Um, I Monty Williams is is a strange one. I feel like, like you said, they needed a scapegoat because yeah. there is no super team. Um, but I think another year of Monty would have been beneficial for Phoenix, just because. And if they do end up trading Chris Paul, even if they kept Monty, I still like. I still think it would have worked because you would have Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and a hopefully healthy Kevin Durant all season. And I think that that team would be able to do something. But I, I mean. We'll see where we'll see where <laughs> yeah. that team goes from here. But yeah, you got Budenholzer out in Milwaukee two years after winning a, a championship and being the one seed and getting beat by a team that now made the finals. You know, an eight seed that isn't yeah. really an eight seed. Um, you had who else got Doc fired? Doc Rivers. Doc fired. Rivers got fired. That one. Doc Rivers is a, is a weird case to me because he is a good coach. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I feel like a lot of his. Co- not coaching prowess, a lot of his hype and and and, su- and the likes are from the one championship that he won with a super team in Boston. Well, to be fair too, I mean,
1: he's had other teams there and that that's almost held against him. He's just a guy that at this point, he's lo- he's just lost a lot of series where he had leads. He's lost a lot, a lot of series sevens. where he, yeah, he lost a lot, a lot of game sevens. And so it, it's just like... But, I mean, with the whole idea, like going – I just don't know. I and mean, this is not against Frank Vogel. He won a championship with the Lakers in the bubble. Um, so, you got to give him a little bit of credit. Um, of course, they eventually didn't. They fired him.
0: Yeah, did he get fired the year after?
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. The NBA coaching realm is so weird that for the Pistons to put $78 million on Monty Williams – and I'm sorry, Pistons – that's
0: not what's missing. That's not the key missing ingredient. Look, I love Monty, and I think he's an amazing coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. The, the, Detroit's just not a good team. Yeah, like we, me and Austin went through their roster the other day, and their four best players are two point guards. One of them is is coming into his uh, is off of his rookie year in Jaden Ivy, and two centers. One of them a former number one overall pick in James Wiseman who got traded from that team to Detroit, and um, uh, and the center that they traded New York for, uh, Jalen Duran. Mm, yeah, that's right. Those are your. Probably your four best players. Hey,
1: Bojan Bogdanovic is your best player, but Bojan, he's like thirty-four. <laughs> yeah,
0: and he's gonna be—he's probably gonna be a trade piece. Like if yeah. they—that they, you want to get—that was a weird signing. I, yeah, you yeah, want to get younger whatever. or something. He's probably gonna be a trade piece if he—if he, if he um, plays up to that early in the season. So I don't. Detroit's just not a really good team, and you can see. I Monty is uh, players love him. He's a players' coach. He's a great exes. coach. Awesome? <laughs> Watch it. Players coach? They oh, watch okay. It. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, DeAndre Ayton's gonna get traded anyway, yeah. so who cares? Um No, it's I, I like Monty. I just don't think that seventy-eight million to Monty in Detroit is going to fix things. No. Like I don't I don't see him leading Detroit to the finals, but if he can leave Detroit in a you know in the play in or, or like a spot or two above the play in for playoffs, if he leaves them with that, I think that he did a fantastic, an amazing job coaching. Yeah, but that's gonna be hard for a team that keeps competing for number one overall picks year after year. <laughs> well, eventually, one of those guys has got to take off, right? Maybe Cade Cunningham. Hey, trust the process. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's strange. Cade NBA- Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, and James Wiseman are your probably your four best players. Yeah. Maybe one of them <laughs> becomes that we'll guy. We'll see. We'll see. What's that? Two two guys coming off of rookie deals. A guy who was injured most of his rookie season and this season, really. Right? Yeah, Kate Cunningham. Yeah. And yeah, he then, only played 12 games this And year, then James Wiseman.
1: Yeah. Who the Warriors just gave up. You for.
0: have two, <laughs> two number one overall picks on your team
1: maybe that's what maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't know it's just it's just the NBA coaching realm is just so strange. it's just so weird it you know one the the sons the contenders think oh we just need maybe it's just a new voice in the locker room right mm-hmm. like that's that's the idea behind it all. I mean all these guys can coach at a pretty high level maybe you just need a different message and that's why they, they you know the scapegoats are the coaches but to see them land like they do again i I just maybe you needed a fresh coat of paint. Mm-hmm. But is Frank Vogel better than Monte Williams?
0: I don't know. No, I'm not sure. I, I, I would say no. I would say no too. Is but... Nick Nurse better than Doc Rivers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! How dare you? That one I might lean into a little. You bit. can't do that. That's your guy, right?
1: <laughs> I love Doc Rivers. Um, but to be truth be told, too, with Doc Rivers was in Boston. I felt, especially in the regular season, at times, didn't get the most out of it. I mean, they had the big three; they got one championship. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of turning the big four with Rondo there, for all all star games. So, all right, let's take a break here on the ticket water cooler. We'll talk uh, some more sports coming up next. We've got uh, some. We've got actually Carter Nelson visiting Georgia this uh, this weekend. Do you
0: so. know who else is there? Oh,
1: who else is there? Dylan. Dylan is also there. So, eh? so yeah, yeah, that's a thing that's happening. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll talk a little bit of that. Also, Athlon picking Nebraska fifth in the Big Ten West. Do you want to talk about the cowards in the SEC? And the cowards in the SEC who only play eight <laughs> conference games. We'll talk about all that. coming up next to on on water, Waterclaw ninety-three seventeen.